This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, how are we feeling, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, my friend. I'm doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm feeling better after Peter Alonso hit a home run. Yeah, you need some runs here tonight. Not, yes, the, not the best of starts against the Brewers. No, and, and of course, Atlanta's winning. I mean, of course. Well, if they're playing, it feels like they're winning right now. It's only a 2-1 game against the – it's not exactly the blowout you would expect right. given the, the teams, but, uh, you know, you never know. Maybe the, maybe the Nationals have a little something up their sleeve. Maybe the Mets have a little something up their sleeve. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll play that by year. This this Yankee game has been like a ping pong match, huh? It's oh, been struggles. I, I mean, you're fighting tooth and nail to beat the pirate. I mean, I mean, does does nobody else see? It's like, hey, everybody, pay attention to Aaron Judge, especially because oh look, what he's doing is historic, no doubt. But it, it takes all the attention off how bad the team is playing. Harrison Bader hasn't played bad. He's been fantastic. Well, clearly, as I texted you earlier, he is now the leader of the best acquisition that Cashman made at this year's trade deadline, mainly because everybody else that he traded for is on the injured list. That's right. And he's in first place, and he's in first place by a wide margin after yeah. one game. Yeah, especially after Trevino, who had been pitching well, comes in tonight and did oh. not pitch so well. Yeah. You, there's something about him, Gordon. He's just so inconsistent. He's the ultimate tease. He really is. He'll give you a couple of outings where, okay, he's got on the right track, and then bam, against a bad team. There he goes. They get a hit, and it turns the whole thing around. Yeah, I mean, they, their bullpen, it's its like uh, Russian roulette. I mean, it's a gamble every time you go out there because, you know, some not, not everybody's been terrible all the time. But you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, sometimes Loisega comes in and is brilliant. Trevino has been good since he got here pretty much, except mm-hmm. for tonight. Yep. Um, Clay Holmes has been, I mean, it's like walking a tightrope every time that guy is on the mound. So the Yankees bullpen, you know, Marinaccio, who's been real good, was not good tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's you're like playing with fire every time you go to the bullpen with this Yankee team, and it's not like the offense has been all that great. Uh, it's certainly the defense where, uh, you know, you always expect Anthony Rizzo to be, uh, yeah. you know, a gold glove level first baseman. He had a bad uh, play tonight trying to turn a double play, and it's, uh, it's not been a very sharp performance against the team and the Pirates that is, what, 55 and like 95 or something like that? Yeah, somewhere in that vicinity. Believe yeah. me, I know. I've, I've just faced them a bunch. Right. And believe me, I know what you're talking about. And it's amazing. I'm watching Clay Holmes turn into John Wetland. Like every every yeah. minute, it's like, get, get, pass me the 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 or the bromide or whatever you're taking to settle your stomach because you just don't know what's gonna happen with this guy when he comes in. Yeah, and uh, there's no Mariano backing him up. That's for sure. No, no. and he's just given up a three-run home run. So this game oh. is now out of reach. Oh, what has happened to him? He's not been good. He's not been good for a while. He's gone back to the guy that he was, you know, for, you know, before the Yankees got him. He was unbelievable. I mean, he was an all-star, and rightfully so in the first yeah. half. Yeah. But right now with that Yankee bullpen, there's just nobody that you can rely on every single time. And this is the time of the year where you'd like to be able to say, all right, now we're, fi- we're figuring this out. All right, eighth inning is figured out. Ninth inning is certainly figured out. The Yankees don't have a closer. 
Mm-hmm. And on more than an occasional basis, the bullpen is a complete crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, what's the stat I saw from Holmes? He his ERA was like six point six five coming into this in the last. Oh, in the second half of the like year, that? yeah. I mean, the numbers are are ugly. Uh, he has yeah. been he has been uh, he has been anything but a well. He's been a closer. He comes in and the game is over. That's for sure. Yeah. It's just not the way that you'd like it to break down. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Toronto's in a football game with Philly, huh? 14-10. Yeah, that, that, that got out of hand fast. Uh, it seemed like the Phillies were making their charge, and then all of a sudden the Blue Jays said, no, no, we're, we're going to make another charge. And, and certainly they have done that. Yeah, they have. Swarver with a home run in that contest. So we'll keep an eye on the pennant races for you and uh, make sure that you see what's going on. Uh, Gordon, I tell you, it, it was real interesting, uh, a couple of things today, and I'm going to talk a little football. I can't believe, having covered him his whole career, Gordon, I can't believe Darrell Rivas is up for the Hall of Fame. It's been yeah. five years. It's, it's, it's been five years since he played, yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Well, he did not, ha- he did not have a good decline phase. He was no, he awesome, and then he was beatable, awesome. and then he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it happened very, very fast. For, I mean, his peak, you can't have a, a, a really have a higher peak than he had. Mm-mm. But, yeah, he did not. You know, sometimes guys um, – Sometimes guys have a longer decline phase than that, but his yeah. was very stark and very sharp. And uh, the Mets have just taken the lead on a big home run by, yes. I believe, Francisco Lindor. Grand slam, no less. That's right. So now the Mets have battled back from where they down 4 nothing. Yes. So now a 7-4 lead for the Mets as they keep rolling along, and they need to because the Braves just keep rolling along. That's right. Got to keep, got to keep up with Atlanta <laughs> because if not, you'll be left behind Atlanta. <laughs> And once again, we say it over and over and over again, Gordon, you don't – after having a lead like the Mets had, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to lose that and end up in the wild card. Yeah. You know, there's, you been past, there's been past seasons where the wild card really wasn't that much of a detriment. You know, they've mm-hmm, kind of tried mm-hmm. to fit – but this year, it's a detriment. You have, yeah. you have to win the division. You have to make sure that you, uh, you know, especially avoid that wild. It's not even just win the division. It's the fact that you will be one of those two teams that has the bye, yes. and you'll be able to, you know, wait out one round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's huge. You know, this is the difference between facing the Braves and the Dodgers or just facing one or the other. Yeah. Don't want to don't go through both. If you can you help, help not it. to. No, 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 no. One is enough. <laughs> and you, and while you're confident with both because you've played well against both teams, uh, you know, you'd rather face the greatest team at the end. You know, I want to see the Dodgers in the NL Celeste. CS. I don't want to see, you, you know. You don't want to have to go through three teams. No. No, not when no. you have the – I mean, it's right there for the taking, and it's on you, right? I mean, yeah. we talked about the schedule. We've talked about – um, how they, they have a huge advantage in terms of who they play, in terms of who the Braves play. So you just have to make sure you handle your business. You know, yep. they had that little blip. Unfortunately, yep. that was, you know, or fortunately for the Mets, that was right around the time the Braves had their blip. They didn't stay hot. They, they fell off a little bit as well. You've mm-hmm. had your blip. That's the last blip you can have. You've got to keep winning games and keep the pressure on you. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, going if this, if this Yankee game score stays the same, that base is loaded with one out. Uh, that you didn't capitalize on is going to turn out uh, to be the key part of this game. I mean, the, the offense has not been good for a while, and uh, it's great that they're starting to get, you know, more recognizable names in the lineup. 
Mm-hmm. And they have scored runs somewhat better here more recently, especially since they've moved uh, Aaron Judge to the to the leadoff spot. But mm-hmm. yeah, tonight it's uh, you know against the Pirates team that has absolutely nothing to play for. No. Absolutely nothing. Forty games under five hundred. The Yankees have to start to pick things up at some point. They have not. I mean, again, they won ninety-two games last year. They're not going to win a whole lot more than that with the way they're playing, unless they pick things up, unless all of a sudden something, you know, it was one thing when they were playing terribly and it was guys in the lineup that you're not relying on. You take a look at the lineup tonight. This will, unless DJ LeMahieu comes back and and can be a contributor, this is pretty much your lineup come the postseason, right? Rizzo's in there. Mm -hmm. uh, Stanton's in there. Bader's back now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Trevino has been battling some stuff. He's in there, so... Yeah. Uh, this is not this is not what you're looking for, and especially from some key contributors like Giancarlo Stanton, who was hearing the boos again tonight because yeah. he has had. Oh, I mean, what do we always brutal. say about him? If he's in the lineup, he's going to put up numbers. Well, yeah. he's been in the lineup now for a bit of, uh, for a while, and he's not putting up numbers. Oh, this is he very lost. he is lost right now. Now he he can get hot in a real hurry, and the Yankees are going to need him to get hot in a real hurry. Because he's not, he, he is not, this is not a Giancarlo Stanton season. I mean, it, look, batting average, you know me, I'm not a big batting average guy. He's hitting 209, Larry. Yeah, he's, he's, he's flirting with numbers like that other guy that used to be in the outfield here. It, it's starting to and look a lot like that. It feels like it's yeah. a disease in his cat, you know, like the, the, from the, the movie The Nat. Losing is a disease. <laughs> it feels like uh, 0 for 4 is, is a disease. Yeah. The golden sombrero is a disease. It, and it is. It is. <laughs> There's no question that he, he, just, he just can't, either he can't pick up the baseball or he's swinging at everything. Or, but he, here's what's scary. The fastball's getting past him, Gordon. He, has, he is late on the fastball. Yeah, I, okay, maybe he's just not a hundred percent healthy, and he's out there trying to do it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he looks he looks healthy. I mean, yeah. you know, it doesn't look like he's he's taking anything off his swing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his numbers. Oof, it has been it's been a one man show for the Yankees for a very long time, and it's a great show. And yeah. and hope here, you know, before too long that Aaron Judge hits sixty one and sixty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be nice because when he performs, generally they win, and when he doesn't perform, generally they don't. Yeah. But uh, it is. This has been. This has been a rough, rough time for the Yankees. Their offense tonight has been everything. Right? Pitching yeah. wasn't all that great. Defense yeah. hurt you, and the yeah. offense stunk. But here's the good news: Aaron Hicks wasn't in the lineup. That's true. <laughs> but somebody else has to. Somebody else has to come up and, and step up and and perform. And and Giancarlo Stanton. Now, again, he was out for a while. Yeah. Coming into tonight, Larry, and tonight's numbers aren't going to improve it any, Mm-mm. he is in the second half. The second half now. Right. 114 batting average, an on base of 205, and a slugging of 203. Oh. He's oh. got three extra base hits in 88 plate appearances. And the only home run was against a position player. Am I right? Well, he's got two home runs in the second half, but yes, one of them came against a position player. Yep. And to make Gordon even more uneasy, Araldis Chapman's warming up in the bullpen. Well, I mean, you may as well get him in there now. I mean, the game's <laughs> over. So let's see Let's see what he can do, right? And I'm sure tonight, no pressure, he'll come yeah. out and be firing fastballs. And you'll think, all right, well, maybe, maybe, hey, he's, maybe he's starting he's to turn things around. Yeah, he's back, <laughs> sure. 
you know, maybe we have to use him even though we didn't want to. <laughs> Look, baseball is filled. You know, we talk about it all the time that baseball is weird. Weird things happen. Bad teams beat good teams. If this Yankee team does not show you some signs of life here before October, and they got what, 16, 15 games after tonight? Mm hmm. And they go on some deep playoff run to get to a World Series. It will be one of the most spectacular turnarounds in a short period of time that we've ever seen. I mean, because yeah. this team has played poorly for a very long time. Yeah. I have. mean, the, the, the memory of the, the first half is long gone. It is. Long gone. It is. And it is a distant memory. Oof. Distant. It feels like another season. <laughs> it does. That was before I went on vacation, Larry. That was a long time. That was the middle of summer back yeah. then. That's right. That's right. Now, now we got leaves falling. We got football. Yeah. That tells you how late it is. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll take a couple of calls. Remember, if you got some fantasy questions, Gordon and I, mostly Gordon, we'll try to answer them for you at the bottom of the hour. We'll do that all here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Robbie, I know you love Clay Holmes right about now, don't you? Oh, he's wonderful. Hey, this is this is baseball in the new millennium. Let's let our starting pitcher go for 85 pitchers, and let's take him out in the fifth inning and bring in a barrage of pitchers. If you're going to use Chapman, guys, can I ask you a question? Why did you use him to pitch to Reynolds in the last inning instead of letting Trevino pitch? If you're going to use Chapman, you're paying the guys $17 million. Let him pitch. This team has no closer. Let's be honest. And the biggest at bat, I'm not going to get on Aaron Judge. Who can get on Aaron Judge? It's been the whole team. But this idea of batting Judge first, it is so dumb. Why can't we? Why can't? Why can't we leave just baseball alone? Why does baseball have to change so much? Can we just let baseball be baseball? Guys, are we putting golf carts now with professional golfers? Golf's been the same for the last hundred years, except for maybe the equipment. But other than that, it's really the same sport. Do you like this five inning pitchers? You know, well, I mean, the only thing for, for Cortez tonight, I mean, even though he only gave up one run, he was not very sharp. He could not he could not finish off guys tonight. So the fact he gave up one run, I didn't have a problem with him going five and going to the bullpen. The problem is there's nobody in the bullpen that you can rely on. Exactly. But, what, but, but Gordon, what kind of sport is this? I've never seen – I've never seen more guys hit under 200 in my life. Is this what we want for baseball? Guys that win a Cy Young that win 10 games, five-inning pitchers that make $36 million. And I want to ask you, too, that brings me to my next point, guys, and I'll let you um, re- reflect on this. Garrett Cole, Gordon, you trust him in a big game? I mean, you, what do you want to – Start opening. No, I wouldn't trust him in a in a in a not big game. I mean, I mean, he's shown you so far this year he can't be trusted Thanks really in call, any Robert. spot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been bad. I mean, you know, based on what your expectations are for him, uh, absolutely, he has not lived up to. But again, last year he finished second in the Cy Young, and went in and played one. You know, pitched in the in the wild card game was terrible season over. So there is a time for him to turn around. Now, do I trust him going into that spot? No. And it's probably if he if he's going to have a good outing, he better make sure it's his first outing because with the way the Yankees are playing, it very well might be his last outing. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. And listen, that's when – and you know what's funny? If that's the case, we won't even think about the regular season, right? We won't. The regular season won't even matter. It will be what he's done in the postseason because really that's what he was brought here for. 
Of course you want him to do I mean, he's an ace. So obviously you want him to be the stopper of losing streaks and be that guy that, you know, gives the bullpen an extra day when they've been struggling and whatnot. So we get that. We understand that. But but if he's able to give you, Gordon, seven innings, one run, yeah, that's what he's got to go out to. Yeah, he's got to go out and be that's he's got to be better than the other pitcher. If the Yankees score two runs, he's got to give up less than two runs. If the Yankees score one run, he's got to give up no runs. He has to actually earn what he is getting, and the only way you can really do that with the Yankees is to have success in October. And the concern I have with him, he just going second in the league in home runs. He gives he's, up a lot of home yeah, runs. Yeah, he, he's always given up a lot of home runs, but and that's okay if they're solo home runs yes. generally. You yes, know, if there's solo yes. home runs, he throws real hard. You you, you square on one plate. up, right? Exactly. So that's 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 fine. But it's the it's the other stuff that he's. I mean, you, you give him a lead, he doesn't hold the lead. Doesn't matter no. what the lead is. And, no. and just for Robbie's sake, uh, the Yankees, um, since they moved Judge to the leadoff spot, I think that they are averaging about a little over six runs a game in that span. So I know you know you don't like the the, the guy that's the big power hitter. But with the Yankees' offense struggling as much as it is, you want to get the best, clearly the best hitter in your lineup as many at-bats as possible. And that part of the team, at least recently, has been better. Yeah, no doubt about it. They have been. And, you know, they're still riding them. <laughs> Nobody else is helping them much. No, 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 they are, no, they are not. You know, so he's been the big guy that's been, that's been doing all the work. So, you know, listen, and it's a tough, you know, and I got to say, and I'm not trying to give him any excuses or anything like that, Gordon, but you know, I was watching that inning. This strike zone is crazy. Um, this strike zone, I mean, I understand framing pitches, but when the ball is that low, you allow them to break. He must have brought it up half a foot. And there was a pitch to Stanton, and I know Stanton's been terrible, so he doesn't really get the benefit of the call here. There was a pitch to Stanton that was so far down. The Yankees are – and this is what I don't get. Because it was so far below his knee, it was ridiculous. Even Stanton, who doesn't generally complain, is like shaking his head like, come on, are you serious? And the Yankee dugout is clearly yelling at the umpire. The umpire is yelling back at them, that ball wasn't down. That ball wasn't down. Well, it clearly was down. So what happens after this, like tomorrow, before they play the game tomorrow? Does anybody within the, does Aaron Boone go to that guy who is the home plate umpire and say, did you see that pitch? It was down. Like, does anybody ever call out the – is that not allowed? Are you not allowed to do that? I don't know what ha- – how does – because we have visual proof. Yeah. And je- almost always when the players are complaining about a strike, the players are almost always right. So I'm just wondering because the Yankees are super – I mean, I think to a, a ridiculous degree, you know, hyper aware of the strike zone. That was, mm-hmm. you know, screaming and yelling about every pitch that's a little bit off the plate. But that is a clear one that was, was the wrong call. The umpire is barking back at them. Oh, no, that wasn't down. It was. It's clear it was down. But yeah. Robo, this is – Larry, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am, uh, I am when it comes to this. I believe that baseball wants that box on the screen mm-hmm. so that when they introduce robo-umps, fans will say, oh, fine. Whereas robo-umps and baseball fans should be like oil and water, right? Like baseball yeah. fans don't like anything new. Right. But when robo-umps come along because of all the, the, the controversial calls we've seen here over the last couple of years, they'll be saying, oh, finally we have some robo-umps. Now we can actually get the strike zone called properly. And then what was also interesting, Gordon, was Cone, uh, as I was going back and forth, was talking about how they're, they're possibly having challenges. Where you could look, if, if that's a call strike, I challenged that that was a strike. Gordon, we'll have a six-hour game. <laughs> well, they are going to introduce the pitch clock next year, and apparently that is going to make a major difference. Um, 
because it's it's shaved off basically a half hour for minor league games. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm a skeptic, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but if that does shave off, well, then I, I don't know that we can get into challenging balls. and. I mean, like, what do you, you know, like we're going to start. Can we just call it right? We have the, I, I'm sitting in my house, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. I can see the box. Now, yep. I'm not saying that the box is 100% right for mm -hmm. each individual batter, but it doesn't seem like that should be that hard of a piece of technology to put in place. No. Mm -mm. I mean, it's, it's in place right now. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> There was a guy, I don't know if you, I, I'm on TikTok all the time, so you mm -hmm. see all these weird things. There's yes. a guy that came up with this piece of technology, and it's an algorithm that searches the internet, and it searches public uh, video cameras. Huh. And what it does is if you put in, say you take a selfie at the ball game, right? You put that into the, the program. It can find vi open video cameras of you walking up to the spot where you took the selfie. Wow. Does that make sense? Like Big wow. Brother's eye is always one. You're always on camera. If you're in public, yeah. you're always on camera. That's right. So if they have that kind of technology, which boggles my mind. I was watching that video for 10 minutes saying, <laughs> man, you better you better not mess up in public anymore. Um, <laughs> you you got to be able to be, you know, get a correct strike zone for Major League Baseball players. Can we not? Can we no, please? Sure. Absolutely. And the players union should be all for it. You would think. I mean, Aaron Judge, he can uh, he can afford to maybe put that in place after he gets this new contract. There's no question about that. And some he, other things he right, wants to. No, no, no one would benefit more from just getting strike calls. I mean, the guy yeah. the guy is probably has the, the most inconsistent strike zone in the major leagues, and he is on the verge of winning the Triple Crown. It's amazing. It's amazing. It just is. All right. Line them up. Ready to talk a little fantasy. Football. Watch your minds. 1-800-919-3776. We'll do it next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer got your fantasy focus. But for a second, bring the football music down and hit the sounder, gentlemen. Go ahead, Gordon. It's all yours. Yeah, Aaron Judge does it again. Home run number 60, Larry. 60 home runs. Unbelievable. Crazy. It's crazy, right? I mean, 60 home runs, and uh, you know, I'm saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and we were talking in the break, and Jacob was saying, well, they shouldn't. They should, probably should have pitched around him here. You know, they don't want to get the lead. To, you know, it's ninth inning. You don't want to blow on here. I don't know. Maybe the players realize, you know, it's in our best interest for Aaron Judge to hit as many home runs as he can so he gets a monster contract and kind of resets the market for all of us. Woo! So the Pirates know it. Everybody knows it. And maybe that's a little, I don't know, maybe I'm off the deep end there, but uh, whatever. Aaron whatever. Judge, home run number 60. All right. So that cuts into the Pirate League. It's now 8-5. All right. Hit the, hit the football music again. All right, Gordon, let's talk some fantasy football. You can join us if you got some questions, 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardesty, ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Gordon, you know, last week you gave us some pickups. Any yeah. hits, any misses? Well, we, we had some hits for sure. Curtis Samuel was a guy that I really liked. I think that they're going to try to use him in as many roles as possible. Uh, he had another big game this week. Seven, uh, nine targets, seven catches, 78 yards, touchdown for him. They also rush him, so he's almost like, not that he's Debo Samuel, nobody's Debo Samuel, but he has a similar type of role. 
So that was one hit there. Obviously, Jeff Wilson, everybody was telling him, you know, if you play fantasy, you know that Jeff Wilson was was somebody that everybody's going to – he was good. He wasn't great. But I think now with the injury to Trey Lance and having a more traditional-type quarterback, that's going to help Jeff Wilson. Now, Wilson has had some injury issues of his own. And with the Niners, they're always kind of switching things up with their back. So I wouldn't – you know, if I, if I had Jeff Wilson and somebody was looking to deal for him, I would be like maybe even selling high at this point and not really trusting him long term. But at least for one week, he had uh, 18 carries, 84 yards, had a couple of catches as well. He doesn't really catch the ball as well as some other backs. But he was um, he was also another hit last week. Yeah, you did a pretty good job there, young fellow. Well, look, pretty I also job. gave you Taysom Hill, and Taysom Hill did nothing for a second straight week while the Saints are trying to get some semblance of offense. That's more of a long-term play, mm. I think, and it's more of a it's more of a scratch-off lottery ticket. The odds are not great that Taysom Hill is going to come through for you. But if they were to ever start to incorporate him like Sean Payton used to incorporate him in any way and you could use him at tight end, that would be awesome. But it, it, he just doesn't have that many opportunities. They're not using him that much. And it's strange considering they're, they're really struggling to score points. So you would think that that would make more sense for them to do, but not so far anyway. All right, so who's your number one target this week since you're on a roll? Well, my number one target this week, if he's available. Now, he's not available in all leagues, but sometimes after one week, I told you this last week, look to see who other people are dropping because panic sets in very early in a fantasy season. You know, a couple of weeks in, if a team's 0-2, they are panicked. I got to get a win. Who am I going to cut? Anybody who's underperforming that gets cut, sometimes people are dropping people in the fifth, sixth round, and after two bad weeks, they're getting rid of him. So I would say one guy that I'd be looking at, if he's available in your league, obviously my favorite target this week would be Joe Flacco's favorite target from Sunday, and that would be mm. Garrett Wilson. You yeah. already saw how many opportunities he had yesterday, uh, on Sunday. Had a lot of red zone opportunities as well. He looks like he is – I think the Jets have better wide receivers uh, on the whole, but it's taken two games to see that Garrett Wilson is clearly the best one they have. Yeah, and he's a guy that – yeah, he could definitely be a – he is going to be a big-time performer for the Jets this season. So that would be – if I had the number one waiver target this week, that would be my, my number one target. All right, so let me ask you something based on that, Gordon. If you have, let's say, another receiver, are you looking – because as he gets better, obviously he's going to draw more attention. Yeah. That's going to open some other things up for some other receivers on the Jets. So if you have some other receivers, are you start to look for them and maybe – Maybe sit him down a week in the next couple of weeks? Well, look, I would ride him right now because he's certainly, you know, Joe Flacco's not going anywhere this week. I would think that Joe Flacco and he have a, a pretty good connection. But, I mean, Elijah Moore's a guy that I have high hopes for for the season. Now, that might have to wait until um, Zach Wilson gets back because he's not really been the focus as much as, as Garrett Wilson has been here the last couple of weeks. And, and keep in mind, Wilson had a good week one based on the opportunity that he had. He only played him half the snaps. They corrected that mistake this past week, and I'm assuming now after the week he had, he's, his numbers are not going down. So I would ride that for as long as you could. All right, let's talk injuries. Uh, you mentioned a couple earlier. What are some that re if you have your fantasy leagues, what are you really mm. looking out for right now? The one guy I would be keeping my eye on, and I haven't heard – well, two. Um, obviously, uh, the one that I'm most keeping my eye on is uh, James Conner because him with the, with the Arizona – he has been a big part of their offense, and if he's going to miss some significant time, there's two guys there. 
Uh, and Darrell Williams, who was the former chief, Eno Benjamin, who's more of like the pass catcher maybe. Um, those are two guys that I'd be keeping an eye on. But it kind of is dependent upon what happens with James Conner. He, he hurt his ankle on Sunday. I've not seen any reports of him missing any time as a result of that. But if he were to miss some time, those are two guys that I'd be looking at. It's a little it's – it's not really um, – a, a big week this week in terms of guys that are available, I don't think. It, you know, sometimes week one, week two, you can see, you know, immediate injuries. Guys are going to fill those roles. There doesn't seem to be the case this week, but the James Conner injury is one I would keep my eye on. And then obviously Justin Herbert, we last saw him. It looked like he was <laughs> on death's door and he's throwing touchdowns. He's listed as questionable for the week. I'd have to see if, whether or not he's going to play this week because that doesn't, doesn't impact you just if you have Justin Herbert. But if you have any Chargers skill position players, that's obviously going to be a big downgrade for any of those guys. Yeah, it's too bad they took doubtful out of the injury reports in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, look, the fact you've not heard anything bad about uh, Justin Herbert makes me think that he will probably play, especially considering how bad he looked and still was able to play last week. It certainly seems like he's not a guy that wants to uh, come out of the lineup for any any reason. But if he doesn't play this week, that's obviously a huge a huge hole in a lot of fantasy lineups. Yeah, it's no question about that. And so, listen, everybody, if if you've got him on your team, make sure you watch the press conferences tomorrow because Wednesday is the day when you start looking to see where folks are talking about next week. So we'll see what happens there. Last one for you, Gordon. You mentioned it earlier about people panicking and taking out some big names. What are some names you could think you might see leaving and being available for next week? Yeah, one name that I think, you and he was a, a pretty high pick. He usually went in like the fourth or fifth round. Cam Akers just does not seem like the same guy. Uh, they tried to get him more involved this past week, the Rams, but it just wasn't really happening. So that would be one guy, even if I took him – now, I'm not just dropping him for nobody, and it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of hot names, but that it's league-dependent, right? Sometimes people release guys in, in your league that you're like, how do they re-? That would be a guy that would be on the bottom of my list of my roster, and if I saw something where I could really take advantage, that would be a spot that I'd say, you know what, even though I sunk a cost of fifth, sixth round for Cam Akers, he just does not look like the same player. And then a guy that I really thought was going to break out this year on a big-time offense, and that's Isaiah McKenzie. He has not really done a whole lot, even though the Bills have been running up uh, left and right, throwing the ball all over the place. He has not really broken through, so that might be another guy that he's, he was obviously somebody you took a little bit later on in your draft, maybe the late, last couple of rounds, but he was a dart throw that has missed the target. All right, Gordon, you did a great job again helping folks out. As we look at our fantasy football segment here on 987 ESPN on ESPN New York tonight. Uh, if you have any questions, you still have time, you can give us a call or tweet us. We get, you know the you know the handles at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damon at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. Gordon, uh, this Yankee game has gotten interesting. It has. I wanted to keep doing the, I didn't want to break up the momentum of the moment because I, know, right? I wanted to keep doing fantasy. I want that music to keep rolling. <laughs> I'll just keep rolling off names whether or not I believe it in or not or you know? Yeah, I that's, know. I know. I wanted to keep going. Mm-mm-mm. Yes indeed. So I'll tell you what, we'll step away and come Whoa. right back. Oh my like goodness. That. On 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
They always say that home runs, like, oh, it ruins the rally, right? It, 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 you, know, you want a bunch of guys on base. Well, that got it all started. His home run started it. Yankees loaded the bases. And then the guy we were talking about earlier, Giancarlo Stanton, the walk-off grand slam. Yankees beat the Pirates. As it turns out, Larry, there's a reason why the Pirates are 40 games under 500. <laughs> and you thought you had no bullpen. Woof! Yeah, <laughs> we'll show. Yeah, we. I don't think the guy. I, I think it was Russell Crowe that was pitching there at the end. I don't know what that guy Crow. Oh, he was terrible. He didn't get a single out. He didn't. He was brutal. He was, he brutal. was brutal. And you know what, Gordon? Um, it's so funny. You could see the weight lifted from Stan. Yes, just absolutely. Then. He might be. He might be on the way. This might be. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. Uh, he might be on the way because that just. You know, he just looked. Whew. Yes. We needed that. We all needed that. And whenever his career is over, that dude should teach a class on how to deal with New York and pressure and fans and booing because he was getting booed tonight, Larry. Tonight he was getting booed. Hits yep. the walk-off grand slam. He, I, I couldn't hear it, obviously, on the, on the post game, but he's standing there on the field with Meredith after the game, joking around with the fans, you know, giving them the, the, you know, the fist pump and everything else. I mean, that guy, with the way he has been treated, it's kind of hard to hate the guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to hate the guy because even when he doesn't perform, he handles it in the right way. He doesn't, no about it. you know, he's never given the thumbs down. He never acts up. He never, you know, goes at it with the fans or anything like that. He's handled it like a champ. And, um, man, big home run tonight. Yankee. <laughs> and they need some wins here. Yes, they do. Yes, they <laughs> need do. to start playing better. And he, if they're going to do anything, he has to be a major part of it. Moments ago, it sounded like this. To win the game. That one's drilled to left field. Is it high enough? See ya! A walk-off grand slam! And the Yankees win! Judge hits 60, and the Yankees win in walk-off fashion! Michael Kay, once again, doing a great job, boy. He's, he, he, Gordon, I don't know how he has a voice. <laughs> I don't know how he has yeah. a voice. Well, I mean, he, he'll have a few days off here coming up with the, the different uh, platforms yeah. that the games are going to be shown on. But Judge hitting one tonight certainly helps out Kay for sure. It does. It does. Good for he, him. Yeah. He, he would prefer that the other ones of wait until he gets back. <laughs> of course. Of course. You know, and everybody else is like, please, let's have – I want it before, he gets, before Kay gets back. <laughs> yeah. Broadcasters I mean, battling, right? Oh, it's history. I, I bet. It's history. And of course. I mean, we'd never, I mean, the chances that we're ever going to see something like this again are <laughs> pretty yeah. slim. No question about Pretty it. Pretty slim. So, yeah, now right. great stuff tonight by the Yankees, and they, they needed it because that, that, that grand slam covered up a lot of warts tonight, boy. There it was did. a lot of flaws it in did. that game against the terrible Pirate team, but you get a win. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Meanwhile, in Milwaukee, the Brewers have picked up a run, Gordon. It's now 7-5 as they bat in the eighth, and okay. uh, Edwin Diaz is on. And, of course, Atlanta held on to a 3-2 win. Yeah, a little tight, a little tight there for uh, the Braves tonight. Not, yeah, a little tight for them. But uh, look, they they win games. I mean, the Mets. If they're, you cannot expect to get any help. Let's no. put it that Mm-mm. way. You're you on your you own. Deserve it. Nobody's you coming to help it. you. Nobody's no. coming to save you. You got to no. do it yourself. Can you imagine if Tellez and Vogelbach were on the same team, <laughs> and they went to a restaurant? Can yeah. you imagine what damage they could do? They could do some damage. <laughs> they could do some damage. I mean, is this and after Vogelback left, they went on and got a similar type player to him in Tellers. He's he's just like him. 
Yeah, Tellis has had a good season too. He has. Yeah, he has. He has. Well, he has that's what I, You then. know, that's what I love about baseball. Mm-hmm. You can have all you know, like all different sizes and shapes: yep. a big guy, a little guy, a skinny yep. guy, a tall guy. You don't see right. that in other sports. You know, no. I guess you do see it a little bit in football, but you, I mean. Little guys don't last long in football. It's, no. it's very rare you get a little guy in football. But these no. are these are great, you know, Jose Altuve and, you know, all the it's it's incredible that the different shapes and sizes guys can be in baseball and perform. It is. It really is. And both of them have, have played well. You know, Vogelbach's gotten hot again against his former team. That might get him rolling as the uh, Mets get ready for the postseason as well. So that's, you know, that's that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun to see if he can, you know, help them at that DH position, uh, you know, to keep them going, Gordon. Because you know, Alonso's gotten hot again, which is good. Lindor's hot. Uh, the offense is the offense is coming around a little bit. The offense is coming around a little bit. We're, we're, of course, it should considering the opposition they're playing. But hopefully, this will get them rolling because you know, next week they're going to Atlanta. Yeah. You'd like you'd like to build that lead up a little bit before then, and, and look, I am pulling for the Mets tonight because when it was de- when they were down three, uh, I think it was down three nothing or down four nothing. Mm-hmm. I got them at like plus five fifty tonight. Wow, really? So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking to I'm looking to cash this ticket, Larry. <laughs> come on, come on, play the horns, play the horns. I've never been so happy to hear those horns in my life. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Horns have been played. He's in. Let's get him. Let's get him. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not proud. No, listen. I I understand. (laughs) It's it's about the quiche. Plus 520 I got to that tonight. Oh. That's not bad, Gordon. No, I, look, I, I jumped on that. I said, Mets are going to come. This is the Brewers. Come on, please. <laughs> How do you get those odds with the Brewers? Well, it was, you know, it was in the game, right? I mean, it was. Okay, they because the, they jumped out to the big right, lead. Right, they had the big it, lead. They had it, four, it, I think I got it when it was 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 3 nothing, but it was, I, mean, I think it was 4 nothing. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, five, plus 520. So come on. Come on, Mets. Let's close this out, baby. Let's get a 1-2-3 top of the ninth and a 1-2-3 bottom of the ninth, and let's. Yeah, Cash that ticket. That's it. That's it. Then that could go towards, uh, you know, go towards a little football action. This yeah, weekend. absolutely. And trust me, with the performance of me on the uh, Cover Five app, I'm going to need all the reinforcements I can get because I have been, I've been taking it on the chin there, man. Uh, Woof. Listen, you're speaking to the choir. <laughs> well, I mean, at le- least now I know what the rules are. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay attention close enough. You know, I have like the ADHD that I'm like, oh, I see games. I'll pick this game. I'll pick that yeah, game. I'm not that's reading. what I did. Yeah, I didn't read the rules first. You gotta, you gotta get them not just right. It's not just about getting them right. It's about getting the team that's gonna win by the widest margin, and that's how you get your points. So. Mm-hmm. Now, even knowing that, have, even having that piece of information, I'm not sure that's really going to help me. Because I've been getting the games wrong, which there's no, there's no formula for getting them wrong that's going to help you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you with that. But listen, take it from me. Go with Buffalo. <laughs> well, that, I, that will be one of my picks point. this week for sure. Because if I get nothing out of it, at least I'll get a Dolphin win. Now this is going to be interesting for you, and, and this is right. This is a fascinating time here. Now you've got you've got a team that's playing very well. I was listening to Stefan Diggs was on first take this morning, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how you know how great the defense is. You know he's talking you guys up. How great the defense yeah. is, and two is looking good, and Tyreek Hill and 
what he brings to the table and Waddle and the great how deep your receiving core is and Tua's found his way and mm-hmm. oh he was oh, just buttering us up oh I know what's coming I know what's coming from that yeah absolutely well look overreaction usually it's week one that's the overreaction week right this year it has been week two. Because I'm seeing power rankings with the Dolphins in the top five. Mm-hmm. I saw power rankings that had the Jets ranked ahead of the Giants. I'm thinking, about, what, what is going on? Has, has everybody lost their minds? <laughs> has everybody lost their minds? What are we talking about here? So, yeah, there's oh a lot of overreaction. Yeah, it's a, it's, there's a lot of overreaction to some of the yeah. stuff that's going on. But it's understandable. Because well, you're, looking, mean, at, the, you're looking at Miami. Gordon once Tariq Hill went there. That changed the whole. That changed the whole prospect about what people thought about Miami offensively. Maybe, but they were still losing that game twenty-eight-seven. I mean, yeah. it's great that they came back. It was an electric performance. I, I saw that Tua his his MVP odds are like seventh in football. Yeah, you know, six touchdowns to do that for you. Well, if we're going to give out the the MVP to anybody, it should be Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he should be the MVP. But he doesn't throw it to himself. He just wow. doesn't catch it. He's got to throw it. He, he, he almost did. I mean, he was so wide open, he probably could have <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, the, he had he had some easy he had some easy spots there. He definitely did. He definitely did. But uh, that that's an interesting game. You know what? That's a game that from from a from a point standpoint, it could be really interesting, right? From the cover oh, five thing, it could be really interesting. But for you as a as a how do you how do you how do you handle that? How do you how do you deal with that, Gordon? Wow, well, not betting them to lose. It's your oh team. yeah, oh no, I'm absolutely look. I will lose every game in this Cover Five thing if it gets the Dolphins to win. I, I'll I don't I don't care, Larry. I, I'm so far in this now. I'm 51 years old. The team has stunk basically for 20 years. I will lose every game on that Cover Five app if it means that my team wins that week. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I will say this: as great as the win was against the Patriots. Fantastic. They play well against the Patriots. Always. And, and, and he's in, as great as last week's win was against the Ravens, they never have played well against Buffalo since mm-hmm. Tua has been there. Yeah. I don't think that they've ever beaten Buffalo since Tua has been there. Yeah. So And, and Buffalo right different. now, as great as Miami was this week, Buffalo is on a different level right now. They are. They are. But but your goal is to make it entertaining and, stay, and be in it. Be in it late. Have a chance. Well, no, either win or, or, or don't cover. That's, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Either win the game outright or don't cover. That's what I'm looking for. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.